Patrick Elias with 2.32 left in the third. And the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot and Brodeur snatches it out of midair. Here's 88. Lindros makes the move. And Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. You made it, everybody. Happy Friday. It's almost the weekend, and what better way to kick off your weekend than to be talking about the New Jersey Devils, or sort of. We'll we'll talk about what we're discussing in a second, but you're hanging out with me, so... Guess what? I don't know any better way to kick off your weekend as I just asked a question. So anyway, let me give you a recap. So yesterday we basically talked about, well, first of all, yesterday's episode was more of an apology episode for half of it because I admit that during the course of this week, I gave some wrong factoids. I gave some wrong stories. I gave some false information. And I just had to acknowledge that and just swallow that tough pill, face the music, address the elephant in the room, uh, whatever, (laughs) whatever analogy you want to use, because I messed up and I absolutely fudged up and I don't want to ever mislead you guys. I don't ever want to make you guys frustrated. I never want to give you guys the false information because you guys mean way too much to me. And without you guys, there is no show. So yeah, that's basically what half the episode was yesterday. I'm sorry, okay? I'm human. I make mistakes like you guys. Yada, yada, yada. But, you know, you get the gif of it. Anyway, yesterday's episode, also we talked about how intense some of those OT playoff games were. And I gave you my personal insights. I gave shout-outs to different types of players. Because, you know what? When the Devils aren't in the playoffs, sometimes you just got to do different things. And that's what we do. And... I told you, if you do not watch these NHL playoffs, you are missing out. They are a lot of fun to watch. I know it's hard to, you know, get indulged into a hockey team, especially when your personal team isn't in the bubble. But you know what? We can still just acknowledge just great hockey when we see it. So I'm enjoying it, and I recommend that you guys tune in as well. All right, now back to business to this episode today, Friday. Uh, this episode is going to be a little more serious, and it might be somewhat controversial, but you know what? Sometimes we have to face the music like I did yesterday, and this time I intentionally waited to talk about this subject on a Friday so that way I could give you guys the weekend to think about it, and you know, maybe we can look back at it on Monday and just maybe if I get some feedback and hear the opinions of the viewership. But like I said, this episode is not going to be meant for everyone. I'm going to address a tough subject. But you know what? Like I said in the pilot episode, and like I said in previous episodes in the past, we need to address important issues because we cannot keep politics out of sports. It's impossible. Like You need to get that narrative out of your head. We can't separate politics and sports because at the end of the day, when these uh, players exit their locker rooms, they're people too. In fact, when they're on the rink, they're people too. Like I, I know you guys look at them as superheroes. I know sports is a way to escape from issues, but at the end of the day, these guys are people too. Um, uh, these guys have families. Some of these guys have to deal with certain things that we deal with on an everyday basis. And you know what? We need to acknowledge that. What am I talking about exactly? Well, I'm talking about what's been going on the past few weeks in sports. 
And it's like the uh, how Black Lives Matter has been integrated into a lot of sports, including basketball, baseball, hockey. I think the football is in talks, but I think football is more trying to focus on um, they're trying to focus on trying to get their season underway or try to figure out some some method. And then I'm sure they're going to try to do something because, like they said, actually, they they are going to do something. (laughs) This just came to my head. They're going to play the Black National Anthem before every game. So, um, yeah, so. You see what they're trying to do. You also see a sport like NASCAR, a predominantly Southern, uh, predominantly white sport. They're also acknowledging the race issues that we're facing in society. They rolled out a Black Lives Matter car for their only African-American driver. There was some controversy over our news. But, you know, um, I personally believe that it was not a hoax because, you know, the driver didn't report it to the president of NASCAR. It was the other way around. The president of NASCAR informed the driver. But anyway, you've probably heard the story so many times, so we're not going to address that. But I also want to talk about hockey because hockey was in the news at the beginning of the playoffs due to them standing for the national anthem or at least most of the players standing for the national anthem in fact it garnered so much attention that um president trump's son eric actually tweeted out on the 30th of july he tweeted out thank you nhl hashtag standing with three american flag emojis and obviously there was a video playing of the players standing while the national anthem was being played and it had 4.7 million views as of 1 a.m. on August the 13th. So that obviously started a spark, and it was just like, why aren't these NHL players kneeling? There were some reports saying, well, they're hockey players. They can't exactly kneel on ice. And then there was a picture coming out saying, well, they can kneel during this time. Like it was a picture of uh, NHL players just kneeling during like a huddle or something during a practice. Uh, You know, people were saying, hashtag kneel for hockey. Um this or that and I also saw a a Twitter account that I'm not going to name any names because you know I don't want to exploit anyone I don't want to uh, trash anyone that's not what I'm here to do but they started a trend saying send us pictures of you kneeling with your favorite hockey team and say the hashtag kneel for hockey and also tag us in the picture and you know that was something I saw on my timeline as well um you know it it, it's really started a controversy because um if we in this episode i'm going to be bouncing around from league to league to league because you know what some things are just bigger than the devil some things are bigger than hockey and some things are just bigger than sports and you know what i feel like it's an appropriate time to discuss it and like i said the reason i waited till friday was because i just wanted to give you guys a couple of days to think about it because you will not hear a new episode on saturday or sunday so you know what gives you time to think about it and while you're relaxing on your weekend. So let's uh, get right back into it. So uh, the NBA, obviously you saw players dealing for the national anthem. You saw people saying or or wearing uh, Black Lives Matter shirts while they were kneeling for the anthem. Um, You also saw the NBA allowing players to change their uh, jerseys on the back. So instead of repping their name, they can put a phrase like how many more or say their name, Black Lives Matter, uh, just phrases like that, and that obviously started a trend as well. And um, over in the MLB, you saw players kneeling for the national anthem as well. And obviously, the NFL hasn't started their season yet, but like I said, they're going to be playing the black national anthem before the the uh, traditional uh, national anthem 
before every game. And also, I expect to see some of the players kneel. Um, obviously, this is all speculation. I don't know what's going to happen. But still, um, you, you see something like that. And like I mentioned before, you saw NASCAR, a predominantly Southern-rooted sport. They also wrapped up Black Lives Matter car. Caused some controversy. But, you know, uh, we're not going to talk about that. Um, while I was watching the playoffs, I saw something... Um, I saw a banner in the background, and also my dad saw it as well, and it was hashtag we skate for black lives. Now, here's the question I need to ask people, and this is going to cause some controversy, and I understand that some people might not agree with me, but you know what? I just want to state my opinion, and like I said, I can't speak for everyone else. I just want to put that out there. This is a disclaimer. I cannot speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself. As a person of color, I want to give a different perspective to the table. So my thing is, is that how do you skate for black lives? Like, um, how, like, I, I, I'm, I'm just a little confused of what that means. So you skate for black lives. So does that mean for every goal, you're going to be donating money to the black lives organization? Are you going to be reaching out to the community? What, what, what do you mean you skate for black lives? Like, I'm a little confused by that. And I just want to address this topic real quick. Kneeling like Colin Kaepernick knelt for the national anthem and rightfully so, because he has the right to do that. And also you saw him put the work in behind the scenes. I'm not saying I agree with everything Colin Kaepernick does. Like for one, bro, if you want to have a platform like that, you need to vote. Colin Kaepernick did not vote during the 2016 election. And obviously that is not a good look. You need to use your platform to encourage people to vote. It's very important. It's very essential. Like the one thing I have to say to my fellow um, African Americans is that don't, if you say your vote doesn't matter, that's a huge problem. You know why? Because people were beaten, people were hosed, people were dog food, people were even killed just to give you the right to vote. Voting is very important. It first started off with women in the 1920s, also known as the flappers. They wanted the right to vote. And then obviously you get later into that century and African-Americans wanted the right to vote. People sacrifice so much just to give you the ability to vote. Don't let their actions go in vain. As a law-abiding citizen, it is your right to vote. It is also your duty to vote because one vote goes a long way, let me tell you. Like the last election, I don't know how close it was, but uh, pres- uh, former President Barack Obama said, you know, more people go to Coachella. <laughs> so I think that uh, that gives the idea of how close the uh, voting population was in, in terms of this election or uh, election four years ago. Uh, anyway, I-, I'm- I know I'm getting off topic a little bit, but OK, so obviously Colin Kaepernick knelt for the national anthem. And like I said, rightfully so, he has the right to. But he put in the work behind the scenes to try to make a difference. Now, the one question I have for people is, are you kneeling because you're saying that, you know what, I'm making a difference in the world? Or are you trying to be performative? Because you can only be performative so much. So the reason um, someone like LeBron James, who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers, the the reason he said that he didn't want to put a uh, statement on the back of his jersey was because he felt like he could do more for the community, for his uh, community, whether it be in his hometown of Akron or 
worldwide, he feels like he could do more than just putting a statement on the back of his jersey. And I agree with him because realistically, when you're watching the game on TV, you can't really see the name of you can't see the name of the player on the back of their jersey. That's why they have numbers. That's why the numbers pop out more than the name. So like a team like the Yankees, they don't have a last name on the back of their jersey. But the reason you could tell the difference between one player and the next is because of the numbers. So it, I got into a debate with someone on Twitter, which was um, if LeBron doesn't change the, the name on the back of his jersey, that's that's OK, because it's not going to make much of a difference. It's the same thing with uh, Blackout Tuesday on Instagram. Uh, back in early June where people posted black screens to their into their Instagram feed. That's the one thing I, I need to warn people. Don't peer pressure people into kneeling because at the end of the day, will it make a difference? Like, are you putting in the work behind the scenes, behind closed doors to try to make a difference? Because being performative can only take you so far. And I mean this in the most respectful way possible. Now, let me be clear. If someone does decide to kneel, I support that person 100% because that is their patriotic right to do so. It's not disrespecting the anthem. It's not disrespecting the military. Colin Kaepernick, as I stated in and I forget when I did this episode, but it, I did an episode way back a few weeks ago where I stated that Colin Kaepernick in an interview stated that the reason he knelt was because part of it, he felt like the military uh, fighting for what they fight for, which is freedom and equality, is just going in vain. And he wants the United States to hold their end of the bargain. So, you know, that's the reason. So let's not forget the true reason as to why we kneel. It's not to be performative. It's not to create a trend. It's not to do this or that. It's not to peer pressure people into kneeling, especially for people who don't understand it. Okay, I would have more respect for a person if they were not so performative, but still did stuff behind the scenes, behind closed doors, because they're making a difference, a way bigger difference than someone who's kneeling. Like the person I got into a debate with uh, on Twitter, going back to the name changing thing in the NBA, I got into a debate with someone on Twitter and he was like, he was calling a LeBron a quote unquote hoe for not wanting to change his, uh, the, the change his Jersey. And I said, well, LeBron does so much outside of the court that he doesn't need to, because he could do things bigger than, um, he could do things bigger than, um, changing the back of his Jersey, because what good is that going to do? It's going to be a trend, but no one's going to be talking about it in a few months. And that's the thing. We need to be careful. Let's not make this a trend. We need to make, we need to have the right, um, approach when doing this. Let's turn the subject back to hockey and back to the New Jersey Devils in general. So if you guys hadn't known, um, I actually talked about this a few episodes back, but Devils defensive man P.K. Subban donated 50K to George Floyd's daughter's uh, GoFundMe page. He then later um, told the NHL what he did, and they actually matched it. So $100,000 in total donated to George Floyd's daughter just by one person and one organization. And that's amazing. And, you know, I'm not saying being performative is a bad thing, but don't just make it the only thing you do like if you go to a protest and if you uh kneel during the national anthem you've only done the easy part quite honestly you know the hard part is doing what pk did or what the nhl did which is you know putting work behind the scenes when 
no one knows about it for the most part. Then, you know, PK made it public and um, he talked about changing the game and things like that. And it's I'm not saying being performative is a bad thing. I can't reiterate that enough. Just make sure it's not the only thing you do. That's just my only request. Now, I did some research and I found an old interview I believe he did with Yahoo Sports, but PK Subban when asked if he would kneel for the national anthem because, you know, PK Subban is a well-known African-American hockey player. He's a predominant role figure in this great sport for people of color like myself. And when asked that question, he said that he would never kneel for the national anthem because, you know, he doesn't want to disrespect the flag or, you know, this or that. And also, there's another point I want to bring up, but let's first talk about this. Um, I'm not sure if P.K. Subban's uh, opinion changed because, like I said, this was from a few years ago when this was uh, very new, uh, when Kaepernick first did this and, you know, people were looking to see if the NHL would do it. Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Because I saw on P.K. Subban's Instagram that he posted to his story of his brother Malcolm, who plays for the Chicago Blackhawks as a goaltender. He knelt during the national anthem and he supported his brother 100%. So I'm not sure if P.K. Subban's opinion changed or um, if he still stands by it. I don't know what the case might be. We'll have to see this upcoming year. But if P.K. Subban decides not to kneel, I don't want to see him vilified. I don't want to people to peer pressure him into kneeling because he already understands he knows how important it is to you know get more people of color involved in the sport of hockey he knows for people who are not into hockey he knows how much of a struggle it is because he's an african-american himself and he proved it by donating that money to george floyd's daughter and also just trying to figure out other ways to reach out to people try to get a sense of community and try to make them join this great sport of hockey and i respect that way more than if he were to kneel and just say that's it i'm done that 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 goes a much much longer way than just kneeling and saying you're done and that's another thing i want to talk about pk suban's canadian so, you know, a lot of these hockey players, you know, they're, they're not from America. They're from Europe. They're from Canada. They're from all sorts of other countries. So I am by no means trying to speak for them. But, you know, I don't know what the cases are like in their respective countries because I'm not from there. I've never lived there. I know the problems that are in America and America only because I'm a native of America. So, P.K. Subban is not a native of America. He's a native of Canada. I don't know what the case is like, you know, up north because I've never lived in Canada. I've never lived in Europe. I've never lived this or that. So don't make a player kneel if he doesn't fully understand what's going on with America and their problems. And, you know, if they decide to kneel, don't vilify them. Don't peer pressure them. None of that. Okay. We don't need that. That's not the goal. That's not what Kaepernick wants. He doesn't want people to be peer pressured into kneeling. It was like in the NBA when there were a couple players who refused to kneel. They gave, uh, I think, pretty fair reasons. And you know what? We can't vilify them. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, someone from TNT who, uh, who, who, uh, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley. He said we cannot vilify a player if they decide not to kneel. And, you know, the same goes for the MLB. The same goes for the NFL. The same goes for the NHL. As long as they understand it. 
what means more to me as a person of color, if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to understand, if you're willing to have empathy, if you're willing to say, I am willing to do the work behind the scenes when no one's looking because I don't want this for just the glitz and glamour. I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon. I actually want to do this because I care. I don't care about the attention. This won't go on social media and it'll just be between you and me. That goes a much longer way than someone who is posting black screens to their Instagram feed, someone who is just kneeling, someone who is changing their Facebook page or Facebook profile to the Black Lives Matter thing, because that's just performative. And my question, my main question is, you know what? I'm going to wait before I give you my main question. I just want to bring up one more point. Let me just tell you this. Uh, I know a lot of people might feel a little uncomfortable with what's going on in sports. But like I said, we can't separate politics from sports. It's impossible because these people are human beings as well. And you know what? If you don't like the progressiveness, if you don't like at least the attempt for people to reach out and just say we need change, we need to acknowledge this change, then I really need you to just look in a different perspective please please people like it's not people just trying to do hashtag stay woke that is some people but not all people we just want change we want justice we want understanding and you know what i just want people just to see it from a new angle a new perspective so the next time you say i will boycott this sport if they keep doing this i will boycott this sport if they don't do that then guess what you're just creating more tension and drama when it's not needed like why don't you just reach out or just sit down and just try to comprehend? Is this really worth getting fed up about? Or are we just trying to, you know, at least make an attempt to make change and just say, we're listening like the Washington Redskins, although I don't approve of their new team name. I think it's pretty lazy, but they're no longer called the Washington Redskins um, because, you know, they, they understood that that's a racial slur. The term Redskin, that's a racial slur. Um, the Cleveland Indians out in the MLB, they're in talks of changing their names because their uh, old logo, Chief Wahoo, that was a caricature. That's an offensive caricature of Native American culture. So, you know what? I know you might not like it, but you know what? It's the little things that matter. And I just like, like I said, there's nothing wrong with being performative, but just make sure you're doing the work behind the scenes. Now, the last question I'll leave for you guys before I cut it off during the entire weekend, so there will be no outro because I want this to be the last thing you hear of me before Monday's new episode. I just want to ask you guys, when you do these things, when you do these performative things, whether it's uh, posting black screens to your Instagram stories, changing your Facebook profile, tweeting Black Lives Matter, retweeting this, sharing this, whatever the case might be, I need to ask you a very desire burning question. I appreciate the gesture. I really do. Like when the NFL is saying that uh, we're playing the black national anthem, uh, players kneeling, whatever the case might be. I just need to ask you the million dollar question. Is that really making a change? Do you really think you're making a change? Or are you just trying to pat yourself on the back and say, I'm making a difference when in reality, you're just jumping on the bandwagon when you're just jumping on a trend? That's my question. It's the same for the NFL. Like, are you just playing the, you know, the black national anthem because you you think this is making a difference? Or are you just trying to save face because you basically exonerated Colin Kaepernick out of a job and you just want to make up for it and you just say, we're doing something right. Now, I think Jay-Z had a say in this, but like I said, as a person of color, I appreciate the gesture, 
But I need to ask you, is this really making a difference in the long run? That's the one question I have for you all. And that's the question I'm going to leave you with. And you just answer that amongst yourself. Thank you.